This is a life-changing message from Abundant Life Christian Center in Newark, Delaware. More information about Abundant Life can be found at www.alcc1.org. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Miller. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians. Let's look at a few things. 2 Corinthians, before we start today. 2 Corinthians, and then because we're going to our second principle, we'll probably get to two today. We're not going to get the three. We'll probably get the two. Somebody say amen. amen. Because sometimes when you overeat, you waste your food. Yeah. Amen. amen. Sometimes you haven't noticed that you get a lot on your plate because you're hungry. And then come, come the end, you can't eat it all and you're trying to wrap it up. Somebody say amen. amen. All right. Second Corinthians 12 and 9. I believe that's where I want to go first. Amen. Second Corinthians 12 and 9. And now what I need you to do is write, write, write. You're going to get a lot of scripture but you're going to have to write, write, write. Amen. And then you need to go home and, and look up the scriptures I gave you. Amen. All right. Second Corinthians 12 and 9, please. If you can put that on the screen, because uh, these are uh, ones I think you need to get. All right. Beforehand. God's already promised that I'm going to succeed in life. Somebody say amen. amen. I'm going to promise it. Now, it's not without things that it's going to come. But I want to tell you, no matter hit you, whatever comes your way, you have enough to win. Come on now. You have enough to overcome right now. Listen to pastor because we're getting to fulfillment in life. I want to be fulfilled. See, we're fulfilled because we're trying to do everything in the flesh. When God says, I want you to catch this stuff in the spirit. Watch this. Look what the Bible says. And he said unto me, my grace. Look at this. Underline this. Boy, this is a whole teaching right here. <laughs> my grace is sufficient for thee. Right there is a whole teaching. My grace is sufficient for thee for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Man, wherever I'm weak, God says, I'm, I got that. You know what I mean? You don't have to be strong in everything. He promised, I got you on that. And see, we're trying to strengthen every area. And you know there's some areas you need some help in. That's where grace comes in. Grace is that omnipotent power. Watch this. The definition of grace is God's omnipotent power working on the behalf of the believer. So where God's working with me, where I can't, where my ability, see, because there's places your ability cannot take you. When you come into Christ, it's all his ability that has to take over you. And see, that's where that grace kicks in, man, because, see, you can't look at this as I'm doing this because so. No, you're not. Anything you accomplish, it has to be through him. And see, once you recognize and realize that, it makes it very easy. So now, oh, no, it doesn't fall on me. No, it doesn't fall on you. See, look what it is. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of, well, look at this. I'll gladly, Paul says this, I most gladly, everybody say most gladly. Most gladly. Therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. I don't have to be all this to everyone. 
Are y'all getting this? Amen. Because, see, we're going to move into the next grant. See, my grace, where I can't. See, some of the husbands and wives saw that out uh, the other day. I, she didn't have to, except for Ty. See, she did. <laughs> I didn't know she was a Hercules woman. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop talking to her like that now. She might pop you upside the head. You know, pow. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> but, no, I'm joking. But, um, but you know, where Teresa could only go a certain spot. But that's the way it is in life. You know, God comes and says, you don't have to go there. I got that. And so it was good for me to reach. I looked back and told her, you ain't got to finish that. I got that. Even with the sandbags. I said, you ain't got to carry them. I got that. Cast all your care upon me. (laughs) Somebody say amen. The boy just make that work, ain't it? Amen. But see, and that's what you got to do. You got to be able to do that. Amen. Because God has somebody there for your life. Amen. Isn't that something? He, he, he's already worked this thing out. So you'll be a winner. Amen. Amen. All right. Let's go ahead. All right. Let's go to uh, uh, Philippians 4, please. Philippians 4 and 13. Then we're going to get into our next principle. See, because we have to, I'm just going to lay out a, a groundwork for you so that you can see this total thing that God has given us principles for our lives. And uh, the principles always should push us towards him. Amen. And that's why I told folk before in this teaching, I should be a principle-driven person. You know, when you're principle-driven, it all, you automatically act a certain way. You don't have to think anymore. It makes life easy. And so what should I be driven by? Principles of God. Whatever God's word said, that's where I should lay on. Why? I don't have to think. See, you're thinking too much. You're trying to figure it out when God said, I already got this. Look what the Bible says in Philippians 4, 13, please. And he says, I can. You remember this scripture? He says, I can. What? Everybody ready to read. I can do all things. Wait a minute. Stop right there. So. If you would stop right there and you hear, I can do all things, man, you think it's your ability. But he says, I got, you got to keep reading. And that's where people in life, they, they say this scripture, but they really mean themselves. Are y'all listening? That, they real boastful. I can do all things, you know, through Christ. But they really are not thinking about Christ. They thinking about themselves, what I can do, you know. And so look what he says on the back end of this. I can do all things through who? Christ, which what? Strengthens me. See, I can't do this unless I get the strength from Jesus Christ himself. Somebody say amen. All right. That's where we are. So these principles, listen to this, we can fulfill and do these principles. Somebody say amen. I can do what God has called me. So my first principle was destiny. My second principle today is called purpose. Called purpose. Everything has a purpose. Somebody say amen. amen. Everything has a purpose. You have a grass more, it has a purpose. Anything that, and you've heard me say this before, anything that is not used according to its purpose, purpose is called abuse. Do you hear that? Remember again, anything that is not used, I always like this illustration. The best illustration I can give you that stands out to me is the butter knife illustration. You know, in the country, I don't know if it happens in the city lot, but in the country, we take butter knives and we use them as screwdrivers. Can I get a witness? And so, oh, 
see, I'm reviewing some stuff. <clears throat> but it seems like some of y'all done been down that same road. You done took a butter knife and took it out of the good drawer. So because usually, you know, the older you've been married and been, been or not even married, the longer you've been housekeeping. You know, you have two drawers sometimes. You have a good drawer. And then you have that other drawer. You know, that other drawer is like when, when you run out of the good stuff, you go over there. And then when you got too many folk, you go, y'all go in the other drawer too. Okay. Yeah. The longer you keep house, you'll, you'll get more stuff. Amen. Where you'll be like, I need some more knives. Amen. So what we have done Sometimes we'll take the knife. Now watch this because we're getting to purpose. We'll take that knife. You'll use it as a screwdriver. Now watch this. You've got to find this. You use it as a screwdriver. And whenever you use it as a screwdriver, how many know what happens? It bends. And now, where can it not go now? Back in the good drawer. Amen. See, that's what Satan tries to do with us. He tries to get us so bent up so we can't be in the good drawer. That's what he does. And see, sometimes, even when God straightens us out, we still have the scar of being in the, that bent, that happened. And so we feel we're not worthy to be in the good drawer. Are y'all listening to me? And see, you have to realize that he died to straighten you out. Somebody say amen. Amen. You only got messed up and you only got abused when you was used outside of your purpose. Whenever you get outside of your purpose, you get abused. Whenever, I'm going to tell you, even when it comes to order, whenever you don't know order, you get outside your purpose. See, because that's why we have a lot of things going on today that's out of order. Because they don't know purpose. Amen. When you know the purpose of a thing, it's hard for you to abuse a thing. Amen. 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 You can't use a grass ball to race. (laughs) Now, in the country, we did that. But they're they're not designed for that. They're designed to cut grass. Amen. There are certain cars that are designed for the road. And then there are certain cars that you can take off-road. Somebody say amen. Amen. Most cars are not designed to go off-road. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. Does that make sense? All right. Whatever I don't know the purpose of, I abuse. When I don't know the purpose for things on my body. Okay, it just went silent. (laughs) No, you're going to have to catch this one in the spirit. When I don't know the purpose for things that are on my body, I will abuse them. Think about it. Whatever's on my body, God has given specific rules and regulations for them. And when I don't understand the rules, I abuse them. And then I call God crazy. You can never call the maker of the thing crazy. Because he's the one that designed the thing. And only he knows how it should work. <laughs> uh, does that make sense? That's why everything on me is, you know, I mean, things on me, you know, a male, things on you is exits. Right. Amen. 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 
Do I have to give you a sign say do not enter? <laughs> How many of y'all ever saw a sign on the building say do not enter? <laughs> on a door? You ever saw a door? Now, see, I've seen this, Mike. I've seen this in life. Yeah, <laughs> stop, you bet. Amen. I'm not trying to be hurt nobody or be smart, but even I've seen in and out, you know, uh, there's a store. It just confuses me, but, you know, it's a store, a uh, major store here that's got their, their ins and the outs different than everybody else's. And, and every time I go there, I was like, gosh, this messed me up. You know, you got to think. They make you think on what door to go in, you know, because they do there is different. You know, and you and and I I hate this when people I hate going in the indoor and you coming out. Now that's just me. I'm just telling you something. I think you should be designed to go out the door that it says you go out, so that we can keep everything in order. When you start going in the indoor, you confusing things. (laughs) I'm talking in code, but if you understand what the boy trying to say, you'll, you'll understand everything isn't designed for in. Right, right, right. Some things are designed for out. <laughs> and if it's for out, only things can go in the out. <laughs> I mean, come out the out. Yeah. Amen. Y'all helping me preach. All right. Y'all ready? Okay. Okay. Now that we got science and biology done. All right. Let's go. All right. The purpose. Now, we're talking about purpose today because hopefully we'll get to the second one. Purpose is the base. Write this down if you can. The base, the reason for all that I do in the earth. The base reason for all that I do in the earth. Never before in our lifetime have people needed to see Christ in us more than they than now. People are searching for answers, looking for hope, trying to find the truth. Amen. I was so taken aback by, I don't want to say taken aback, but uh, I was talking to, uh, I believe it was Tia the other day, and we had talked about how they had, and I heard something too. I got to say this real quick. Uh, I heard y'all, when y'all, one of your team members said, yeah, we got passed on this one if he's a part of the uh, race. They said, we got him set up on this one. We know he ain't going to win now. You know, because, yeah, I heard that. I heard that. I heard I heard that uh, yesterday. I said, oh, I was set up. And I said, ain't it the Lord? I didn't even get there yet. All right. But uh, the setup was that when they got to the park, they had to witness. And they said, well, you know, Pastor ain't going to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be there all day. They say, well, he's going to get stuck. You know, it's, I got to tell you something real fast, right? I got to tell you this. I'm sorry. I gotta, I'm going to get to our purpose. But we was in uh, a store. I don't want to re- let them remain nameless because they're doing something crazy or uh, starting new. But that store hadn't taken it up yet. That's why we were able to go. Um, so I was in the store, and I walked up to Bree, and, uh, Bree, and the guy says, hi, I'm from... You know, this member here is telling me about your church. And I was like, oh, God. And he said, I am from South Africa. And I am here to find out, you know, I'm visiting, but 
you know, she invited me, but next tomorrow I'll be nine hours in the hour when you are having church. <laughs> and then now I'm in a race, right? <laughs> And because she said, here's my pastor. And he was like, good. And I was like, oh, Lord, this is set up. You know, I ain't getting out of here. Teresa took my thing, said, she took her thing. She said, well, I'm going. I'll get the stuff while you what you call. Carol, she going. And I, but I just, and I still had to get mine. But I said, hey, it's a soul. Amen. You know, and I did just like that. That. I think when I relaxed, it made him go, uh-oh, <laughs> he's going to be here a while. And I was like, no. And we got to talking about a little thing. The next thing I know, he was like, okay, well, I better leave this guy alone because he's going to go keep going. And then he's like, well, it was good talking to y'all. You know, <laughs> you know I know we won't be back here, but I, it was good seeing y'all. And, it wasn't it. and I said, oh, ain't that pretty nice? I said, well, next time you come, come back see us. And he was like, all right. And I was like, okay. But the thing was, I had to settle myself. And the same thing that happened to them in the when they went to the park, you know. And this is where we're leading into what I'm going to teach on. They were shining that light, and because of it, it drew. Even though in the park, and and Tia was telling me how this one fella, it just drew them right to him. And that was pretty nice because that's what the gospel is designed to do. That's when you allow the light to shine, it's supposed to do. Those that are in the harbor have a way to get through the harbor now because you're of that light. Does that make sense? All right. Now watch this. So my purpose is, now watch this. My purpose is designed for this. My purpose is, the first part of my purpose is to look, write it down. You've heard it before, but let's go more in depth to represent God. My purpose, number one, is to represent God where? Here in the earth. In the earth realm, it is the will of God for me to represent him. In the earth realm, it is God's will for me to represent him. Let's look at what Daniel says, part B of Daniel 11 and 32. I think you'll love this scripture because we've said it to you before, but it it just resonates even more. You know, when I am here, now watch this. I am here. Say that. I am here here. to represent God. I'm a representative of God. You ever notice this? You ever, uh, uh, I said this to you before, but wouldn't it be crazy if somebody, how many of y'all work somewhere? You answer the phone? You have access to answer one of the phones. How you answer it? No, no, be honest with you. How do you answer? You know, you tell the people who you are, but most of all, you tell the people the company you work for. Amen. Why is it so hard for Christians to tell folk who they work for? You don't work at, while you at, while you at work, hey, this is Bill. Not when you're the rep, especially if you're the receptionist. She don't answer, Joan. This is Joan. How y'all doing? <laughs> no, this. No, you represent the church. If you answer the phone here, abundant life. Yes. Yes. You know, I represent you represent. And see, one of the things that we have to get is if I represent God in the earth, there's a certain way that I should do this. Yes. Somebody say amen. Yes. 
God expects us to, if we represent him, people should be able to look on us and see him. We don't have to put a sign on our chest. We just got to be able to live the life that he tells us to live. Somebody say amen. Now, I'm not telling you you're perfect because you're not. But I'm telling you, there should be some type of Christ oozing out of you. Somebody say amen. Look what the Bible says. Let's go to work. Listen, you're going to hear me say that a lot. Look what the Bible says. Oh, whoa. Look what the Bible says over here. Daniel eleven thirty two. <laughs> Daniel eleven thirty two. It says this, but the people, part B, part B says, but the people that know their God shall be strong. I like that. Shall be what? Strong. Shall be strong. Strength comes from him, not you. The joy of the Lord is my strength. So everything that I need to be and strong is going to come from him. Somebody say amen. Amen. But I love that second part of that. It says, and do exploits. My strengths are, he's giving me strength. Pardon me. He's giving me strength not to sit on my blessing, but he's giving me strength to do something. Look at your neighbor and say, he has given me strength. Come on, say it. He has given me strength to what? Do something. He didn't give me strength to sit on. He didn't make me spiritually strong so I could sit down on what he had. He didn't give me a voice so I couldn't say anything to anybody. He gave me a voice to witness him. Witness him. Does anybody hear that? All right. Secondly, Matthew 5 and 16. He gave me the strength to be the light. This is all under representing God in the earth. Matthew 5 and 16 says, let your light, you know this, let your light so shine before who? Men that they may see your, that they may see your, let who you are shine out so people can see your good works. And then why are they going to see my good works? They're going to glorify God. You being a blessing to someone else causes glory to come on God. God is not calling you. Listen to this. God is not calling them to see you. He's calling you to illuminate him. My light comes from his light. Somebody say amen. All right. First Peter four and eleven. First Peter four and eleven. Look at this. See, I'm supposed to speak out for the Lord. I'm supposed to talk for him. God said, you have that ability. Look what Paul says here. First Peter, I mean, Peter says this. First Peter 4 and 11 said, if any man speak, look at this. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracle of God. If any man, if any man minister, let him do it as, a, as of the ability which God giveth. That God in all things may be, oh, look at this. That God may be what? Glorified through Jesus Christ to whom be praised dominion forever and ever. So God is telling me if I'm representing him, I'm going to be talking about him. Somebody say amen. Sports are fine, but I'm going to be talking about some Jesus. Hello? Amen. I mean, makeup is fine, but I'm going to talk about Jesus. When do we ever talk about Jesus? Somebody say amen. Does that make sense? All right. You have to ask yourself these questions when I'm representing God. What kind of impact am I making? 
what kind of impact am I making? Am I being salt and light in my community? Can people really see the salt and the light? See, because salt preserves. No, no, preserves things from going rotten. No, did y'all hear that? It preserves, preserves things from going rotten. Did you realize when, when the man of God came into this, God said, I won't destroy it. If you, if you have 50, I won't destroy it. He said, no, nah, well, I can't find 50. Why? Because God said salt perver- preserves. Does that make sense? You know, I actually believe this. This Jack Miller's belief, you can just take it any way you want. There, I believe because the Spirit of God lives on the inside of us and the Spirit of God is here. That's why the, the hell that we really should see, we don't see. I believe it's because the anointing and the power that's resting upon us. And because we are his children. You know, that's why when, when we're out of here and God takes his spirit out of the world, man, that's why it's going to be hell to pay. Are you with me? I really believe that. And so believing that, now that's just me, believing that, I feel that you should illuminate God. You should lift up Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. amen. I'm an oracle. Say that. I am, I am. An, oracle an oracle for God. Your conduct, character, and conversation, write this down. Your conduct, character, and conversation. Your conduct, character, conversation. Your conduct, character, and conversation. Either draw people to the Son of God or drive them away. You're either going to draw folk to, see, because, now remember, what is my first purpose? See, this is why folk are all tripping because they don't know what they're called to do. When you understand that I'm called to represent Jesus Christ, that's part of my purpose. That's where part of my fulfillment. My fulfillment comes out of that purpose because I know the reason why I, I where am I going? Where am I going? Where am I going? I don't know where I'm going. It's because you're outside your purpose. I'm talking about believers. You're outside your purpose. You're a fish out of water. You take a plant out of its natural element. You take certain plants out of their natural element. You kill them. You take an animal out of its natural element. Why do you think you can tame a tiger? I don't understand. But if you take him out of the jungle, you you heard him. I I read somewhere where they said they're now going to take some of the caged lions that were born there and grew up there and and just going to take them back and let them go. And they're going to die. Because you domesticated them. You made them something they were never designed to be. And so when you put them back in their element, they, they're lost. Somebody say amen. Stay in your element. That's why you will never be complete in God until you get in God. That's why there's never completeness. You're never satisfied until you're in him. Fulfillment never comes. That's why you can look for. See, that's why the rich can look for money. The rich always try to put money in it. They try to put golf, golf, uh, golf days and all these other days in it. But you never are satisfied until Christ is in it. Oh, glory to God. Amen. You know, you know can, I, can I throw a little uh, something out there? You know, it's a slogan. Make America great again. You know. America will never be great until Jesus Christ is the head of it. Right. 
Until you put Jesus number one, until you put God first, it, it, you ain't going to never be. And don't tell me you're putting God first when you're changing every law to go against him. Oh, I'm just telling you where it is. Amen. Is God good? Amen. We're here to represent. Now, oh, since I went down this road, let me go down. I don't care what office you take. I don't care what job you do. Your first job is to represent Jesus Christ. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? You know, I don't care what you're doing. My first job is to represent Christ. You know, I may be the president. I'll say it. A lot of people don't want to say it. I may be the president, but he has rules. His first rule is to God. Don't want to be something if you can't line up with what God says. Don't say you a believer if you're not going to believe and do what God says. You don't lay down God to go do something else. Oh, y'all listen to what I'm saying? You're a representative of God always, 24-7, because when you're not, when you're not in that position, you still have to represent God. You know, people are so, now this is where you get upset and mad. People get mad at you because one of the things you have to understand that representing God is you saying what God says, not you having your own will. That's what they're attacking. So people get mad at you because you say what God said, because you represented God. You, when you say those who do such things are worthy of death, you're representing God. When you say those of you who continue in that type of sin may end up with a reprobate mind that will eliminate you and move you again away from God. You are representing God. You're judging me. No, I'm telling you what God said. We've gotten to a place where, oh, even the gospel now has become hate speech. Well, I'm going to keep speaking hate speech then. If it will warn you. Somebody say amen. It ain't. The Bible is not hate speech. The only dog that's crying is the one that's getting hit. 